No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pump it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, ring the bell and get your keys, man. Come on, everybody, boogie pump it tonight. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Wednesday night, and there's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It is, of course, the Daily Boogie Podcast, the second one for 2021. No, I'm gonna, I'm not going to count them all. Maybe just the first three, and that'll be it. Then I'll forget. It'll be a fun bit, though, to count every single one. Well, not fun, really. Counting's not fun. Um... Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to storm my capital, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, so much to get through, so little time. Oh, I forgot, Every as, as always... The recommended drink is cheap box wine. The recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on D-Live. And oh boy, were there a lot of wine and crackers today. So let's add to the mix, shall we? More crackers are better than some. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We will open up the phones later on tonight. I do have a couple of things to get through first. You know, obviously... Obviously, the goings on, <laughs> the happenings, the things. We're going to have to talk about some of the things. It's not going to be all doom and gloom, though. I just want you to know that. I do have a very funny thing. Holy shit! Ilsa Jane dropping the guinea on us. DC cops just found their balls. Yes, just today. <laughs> We've got to put this down. I have been enjoying... I have been enjoying people on Twitter. We have to put this down immediately. Send in the National Guard. (laughs) Remember how we've spoken about the island concept? How we're we're on an island of sanity that just slowly erodes. It's getting eroded away by the crashing waves out in the middle of the Pacific. And every time another piece of the island falls into the ocean, there go a few thousand of our comrades, right? And eventually it's just going to be us, like there's going to be half a dozen of us with one palm tree. (laughs) All all clinging to this palm tree. As the last remaining sands of sanity just get washed into the netherworlds for the next June, you know what I mean? It's fucking... So I'm I'm watching, obviously, what's happening. My, my throat's a little croaky because I didn't get much sleep. I was up. I couldn't sleep. I was watching, you know, the I was watching the little rally that happened at DC, which we're, we're, I have to cover it. I have to show you some of the things that were going on uh, earlier today with this rally because I was watching it, man, and we're going we're gonna to go through it. I'll point out some things. It was bizarre and macabre. I'm sorry. This, this may be one of those episodes where you decide... You don't want to listen to this show anymore, and that's fine. But I, I have to be honest with you. You know what I mean? I, I cannot, I, I cannot paint it any other way than the way I see it. That wouldn't be right. So you may not like it. I don't know. But we'll get, we'll get into some of that. But yeah. <clears throat> so I'm watching people, you know, storm the Capitol and whatnot. 
And obviously, you know, I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't think it's a particularly good idea. But, you know, whatever. Okay. People are expressing their freedom or something. <laughs> but that's, so that's one thing. But then how many riots did we cover last year? We, we watched Molotov cocktails being thrown at fleeing police cars. <laughs> being thrown through the windows of the police stations. We saw bricks getting thrown through the window at CNN itself. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was that in Atlanta? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Can't remember. So we watched all this. It's a peaceful protest. Remember, remember the outrage when some people said, oh, maybe they should send in the National Guard or maybe they need to send in the military to, you know, get a handle on this. And I'm not even speaking for or against that proposition. But do you remember the response to that? It's fucking, it's fascism. This is bullshit. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> this is what Hitler would do. It's just the usual kind of dummy stuff. And now today. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds Gypsy dropping a guinea on us. Where did you steal the Ninja Guinea Gypsy? Says, congratulations, we're all fucked. Have a nice day. <laughs> so now here we are today. And of course, you know, I, <clears throat> I guess I keep pointing out the hypocrisy, not because I think it's ever going to change, but just because I find it amusing, if that's fair. So, you know, today it's got to send in the National Guard, got to put these protests down, and it's just like, ah. Oh. If, if people could just maintain <laughs> once instead of just doing the opposite of what the other guys do, that would be swell, right? That'd be wonderful. But I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So thank you for joining us. Let's get into some of this, because I have to show you some of this stuff. Let's start over here. So <clears throat> I was up, I, I got home from work, I couldn't sleep, so I'm up watching, you know, I was, I was doing things on the side, but then in the background I had... Uh, this Donald Trump rally, which was taking place today in Washington, D.C., the Save America March. And I was watching, like, all of the pre-shows. Not watching, it was just on, you know what I mean? It was on a different monitor, and I would glance at it occasionally, see what was happening. And then, so this moment came on, and I, th I think you'll appreciate this. I think you'll like this. And <laughs> so I I'm watching, you know what? Let me just play it for you. Strength. It's a word we've heard a lot this Ilsa Jane with the diamond, you mean uh one set of rules? Yeah, that would be nice. That would be that would be a good start. Look at this, they reset the feed on me. Alright, I can find this again though. I think I know where it was. So there were a lot of like sort of um a lot of pre-card entertainment was getting rolled out as the afternoon progressed. Because I have to show you this video that they showed. And if I can just find that moment where it's on the big screen, then we will be super. But God, that's annoying. I had it like paused at the right. You've got to record, don't you? You just have to record. Okay. I 
think we're close here. It's after Tiny Dancer, I think. Hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. A lot of Elton John. So I don't know if Donald Trump is an Elton John fan or somebody else who organizes these things. A lot of Elton John tunes getting played. Man. Michael Jackson as well was popular. Ah, here we go. Here we go. All right. So I'm watching this. Now this video comes on. Just, just tell me what you think. Tell me what you think of this. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, right? And again, you may not like this. And I'm sure, you know, these things are very um, subjective, right? So I'm sure if you were in the crowd for this and you were, you know, you're wrapped up in all the gear and in the flag and the MAGA hat and stuff and you're you're with a whole group of people who agree with you and because I was seeing a lot of smiling and dancing and pretty much like a carefree kind of build up in the crowd. But when I was watching it, and I'm watching like all of these little various things that I'm going to show you, I got a lot of foreboding. <laughs> that's that's. I was trying to think of the word. What? How can I best describe the way? And I, you know, you know the show. We don't normally do emotional arguments, and I'm not putting an argument out there. But the sense, the overwhelming sense that I had was foreboding. <laughs> you know, like when if you're the if you're the protagonist in a horror movie, and your friends are getting picked off one by one, and you just know that regardless of what you do, eventually you will be hacked to death by a woodsman, right, with one eye. You just know it's coming. And that looming destiny, it, it's a sense of foreboding. <laughs> that's that's the way I felt watching this fucking, watching this rally earlier today. So, so they've just played uh, another Elton John riff, and then this video comes on. Tell me what you think. Strength of the American people. So they fucked up. They played the song too early and not just the video, Strength. so they restarted. Okay. It's a word we've heard a lot this year. Strength of the American people. Strength of the American worker. Strength of the American family. Okay. We've seen grit, determination, optimism, hope. We took the virus head on, and now we're getting back to a normal life. <laughs> the second shift, huh? the dance lessons, huh? and Friday night football. But so why are they playing this to the crowd at the Trump rally? Right? <laughs> right? Do you see where I'm going with this? I mean, like, so what was the word? Grit and determination. They were showing nurses with face masks and doctors holding little needles. <laughs> right? Hey, don't worry. Friday night football, baby. Pay, pay no attention to the woman behind the mask and the well-paid man, you know, holding the needle. Pay no attention. We've got Friday Night Football coming back. <laughs> Everything's going to go back to normal. It wouldn't be fair of me to ignore that because how many videos have we done, how many clips have we done from other sources pointing out the same kind of soft programming, right? The push for acceptance and to get more people to take up the vaccine stuff, right? 
How we've we've dissected enough of those. So when I was watching this, I was it was kind of like that move. I went, mm? <laughs> I was I was paying attention to something else. I'm like, mm? uh-huh. pardon, <laughs> right? So it would be amiss of me not to point it out here. It's only fair. So that caught my attention. Some want to tear us down. They don't believe in America's promise. Their ideas would kill jobs and drag down our economy. We'll never give up on America. Not See, this this is this is pre-election material being played here, right? Their 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 policies would destroy. Their policies will kill. They will do this. They will do that. But the elections already happened. Now, at this point, people, a lot of people are going to say, well, he won it, he, they cheated. Okay, that's fine. That can all be true, right? That can all be true. But just, just something being true isn't necessarily a precursor for something else to happen, clearly, because here we are, right? He won. Okay, but as, 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 as of this moment, <laughs> right, as of this moment, it's going to go to the other guy unless something changes. And you, you may believe in your heart of hearts that it's absolutely definitely going to change. Allah, it'll never happen here. But again, how many stories have we covered on this show where people who, for whatever reason, decide that I'm, you know, there is absolutely no possible way that this can turn out any other way than the way I imagine it should. How many times are people like this disappointed in life, let down, because it doesn't turn out the way you think it should? Time and time again, we've we've done this for the last four years here. You know? So, whatever. Let's continue. Not now, not ever, because now is a time to renew our faith, restore our safety, rebuild our economy to keep... So, see, this, this, it would have been the time... A month ago. <laughs> Are you, do you see my point here? So this video is being played to the people waiting for Donald Trump to appear and speak at this rally. The Stop the Steal March, or whatever it's called. Save The Save America March, pardon me. It's, it's, it's just like the election never stopped. Right? Are you following? And... There's only one reason for playing a video like that to this particular crowd at this particular time. And that is purely to say to them, we haven't lost anything yet. There's, the election is still going. Nothing bad. You know, everything's going to be fine. Just hang on. Positive, happy vibes, right? But again, for me, I got the opposite sense from all this. I got that, that sense of doom. There was a sense of doom about the whole affair. Winning. We faced our toughest challenge and we are overcoming just like we always do because we believe in America. It's bizarre. And then, okay, so then, <laughs> right? So after that, so I'm, I'm thinking these things and I'm like, man, this is really weird. This is bizarre. It's kind of creepy. It's a bit macabre. And then this song plays. <laughs> yes, the Titanic song. <laughs> Directly after that video. 
<laughs> and at this point, I'm like, well, a lot of people have been telling me it's a movie for the last four years. And <laughs> now they're playing the song from the Titanic. You know, the one where the guy dies, even though you don't think he should. It's a tragedy movie, is the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how much of Celine Dion I can play because they're probably very copyrighty. Um, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, there you go. Like, <laughs> so it is the Titanic song, ladies and gentlemen. So then we continue. We're going to continue here. So a bit later on, as you know, they're rolling out like the support crew. They're rolling out the extra characters in this movie the titanic apparently now <laughs> as we've just confirmed and then this happened and again I, I got that looming sense of doom wash over me okay who is it ladies who and gentlemen here? please welcome eric trump eric trump okay rockstar fist pumps good morning america how you guys doing this is the greatest group of patriots ever put together. Guys, there is a person in the White House right there, my father, the 45th president of the United States, who I promise will never, ever, ever stop fighting for you. Never. This is a key point here. Notice he doesn't say you know, will never give up the White House. Notice how it's not a specific thing that he said. He will never stop fighting for you. That can mean as president or not as president, right? It's a little rhetorical tiptoe that's happening here. I suggested this as a possible outcome a while ago, just talking with other people about it offline. The thing is, because we've been hearing about the evidence and the court cases and the court cases and the evidence and whatnot, now that particular angle has shifted dramatically because, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, the two main lawyers in that particular angle, that being Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood, have you noticed that their public interactions via Twitter are less and less concerning any court cases and rather are more and more, you know, making accusations or talking about patriots and we will never give up and that kind of thing. There's, they're not really, have you noticed that shift, that change that's been over the last couple of weeks or so? And so Eric Trump comes out and in this bizarre, strange, what I thought anyway, pre-election rally after the election. And a while ago, I was thinking, the problem is, right, if the evidence, because a lot of people were saying, no, the evidence is fucking gold. It's absolutely going to work. And I'm like, yeah, but you haven't seen it. And nor have I, right? Neither You've seen as much evidence as I have. Now, you're of the opinion that it's absolutely going to be gold. I can't have that opinion because I don't know. And nor do you. You believe that it's going to be absolute gold, but that doesn't necessarily make it true, right? So I would say to people like this, well, the problem is, 
after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of promoting evidence, promoting evidence, we have the evidence, the evidence is good, trust me, we've got so much good evidence, this is bullshit, the, the, the swamp is getting drained, the cabal is coming down, look at all of our evidence, right? After weeks and weeks and weeks of that, people were sufficiently primed to, when the evidence is presented to court, let's just say for the sake of argument what if it's not as good as you believe it to be what if it's not good enough to change anything and then say at that moment the court decides to you know throw it out because they believe it's it doesn't reach the, the threshold or whatever reason it is let's say that happens at that moment it doesn't it won't matter to you it won't make any difference right at, at that moment, it won't make any difference to you because at that you have already decided at that point that the evidence is good. So if it gets thrown out by a court, it will be, in your mind, because of corrupt judges. Even though you have seen the same amount of information that I have, which is to say zero. You see, so you're closing off a whole branch of possibilities. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. The Kraken was a barnacle on SpongeBob's ass. Very descriptive. I love it. Phil D'Angelo, ladies and gentlemen. And then, like I said, of course, over the last couple of weeks, the, you know, the public statements from the two lawyers has definitely shifted away from court cases, away from filings and away from evidence. And now it's more to the tune of, you know, Mike Pence needs to be arrested for treason. So, you know, Sydney Powell's tweets have gone from, uh, we have the evidence, uh, we will do what's right, people have stood up, blah, 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 to now become, you know, more attuned to patriots must never back down, we need to stand up and take our country back kind of things, right? More generic statements rather than anything specific. And I don't, if you haven't noticed that, then I don't know, maybe you're not paying attention. But it's a thing. It's a thing. And we as a family will never, ever stop fighting for you. We love this country. We love red, white, and blue. We so, I almost forgot. Because I can ramble on sometimes. Especially with shit like this. So, what if... After So after seven weeks, it won't matter to you. Because you already are of the opinion it has to be a corrupt judge. And then just say that Donald Trump doesn't get inaugurated on the 20th, which is a possibility whether you want to believe it or not. Some people just refuse to believe that it's even possible. And I'm like, well, kind of look around, man. You know, <laughs> all signs point to no on this one. But anyway, I'm not saying you, when, if, whoever is inaugurated on January 20th, that's when I'll, that's when I'll worry about it. Everything up until then is just, yeah. Right? But you can believe it's definitely going to happen if you want. But I see a lot, I've seen over the years, I've seen a lot of people definitely believe something's going to happen and then it doesn't. And they get very disappointed when it doesn't because they refuse to believe that it could. <laughs> right? You follow me? Okay. So at that moment, if the court cases get thrown out because the evidence isn't good enough for argument's sake, you don't believe that that's even possible because you've been told for months in advance by Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and other people that the evidence is too good to throw out. You're definitely going to win this. There's no chance that you can't. Even though you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it either. 
So then when the evidence is thrown out of court, let's just say, and Donald Trump, let's just say for argument's sake, on the 20th isn't inaugurated, his legacy is intact, though. Because you see, because you see, he was he was thwarted by the corrupt judges. The judges refused to look at the evidence, which is gold. So therefore, he's robbed by the system at that point. See my point? He, he's not the loser. The legacy remains intact for, you know, Donald Trump supporters, which is fine. But that's just, I'm just, I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative. I'm saying that will be the the afterthought, right? Oh, no, he wasn't defeated. No, no, no. He was, they cheated and then corrupt judges threw out the obviously good evidence. So that's just where we're at right now. So with this in mind, you know, kind of bubbling along in the background, Eric Trump's out here doing this. We love everything that this nation stands for. And guys, that's why we fight. That's why my father sends out a tweet. Patriots descend on Washington, D.C. And you look at the crowds out here today, it's absolutely incredible. I've got a question for you. Is there any person here that actually thinks that Joe Biden won this election? I have to use that line from A Few Good Men. It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. (laughs) Remember Tom Cruise? Belief. It doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. Kind of important. (laughs) Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Vantage steals the diamond, Gypsy. You get a tinfoil hat and you get a tinfoil hat. So it doesn't matter if you believe Joe Biden didn't win, you have to actually prove it. And if the last four years have taught you anything, and I'm sorry to I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I really am. I don't I'm not I don't like doing this. I wish I could be sitting out here say I wish I could be sitting on this show right now giving a completely different analysis. But I couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't want to. You know, descend on Washington. All the rest of it. <laughs> the pep, the pep rally. <laughs> Ilsa Jane with a diamond. Patriots descend. Didn't Daddy say stand down? Well, he did to to one particular group of people. So the the point here is right. God, I just fucking forgot it again. I'm having a terrible... I see, I should have had more sleep. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, let's keep playing. And then I'll think of it. Oh, no, hang on. I've got it again. God, I'm having a, I'm having a shocker today. So, the one of the things we have learned over the last four years is, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but protests don't change governments. Right? If protests... Because they were protesting the last four years and that didn't get Donald Trump out of office. So court cases is one thing. Presenting evidence is one thing. A protest, it's in of itself. You're not going to protest your way into the White House. We know that from the last four years. Right? Remember four years ago on Inauguration Day, people were smashing shop windows, setting fire to things. You remember all that? Tear gas, riot police, the lot. 
So protesting is not going to... Because people marched on Washington, right, that's not going to make the politicians turn around and go, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this then. They're going to do it. They're going to say apologetic things. I mean, do you you think the people who are in the back pockets of the world's most powerful and dangerous money men, do you think the people who are owned by them are going to be afraid of fucking baked Alaska in the lobby of Congress? Live streaming? Yeah! Let's go to let's go to Pelosi's office. Uh! They they you can't compete with you know international con- business conglomerates and dark money and rich powerful in- influential people and lobbyists who own these people. They own these politicians. You don't. You know, baked Alaska and a couple other guys fucking storm the Capitol building. That's that's not going to change their mind. Who is Baked Alaska? Lady of Times Gypsy in the chat. He's a live streamer. He goes out and he sprays people in the face with mace. <laughs> goes to... He's a fucking... I'll tell you what he is. He's a train wreck. He's an absolute train wreck. So, you know, there, there are larger forces at play here. And again, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but a protest never changed any government. I don't either, guys. I don't either. You know what? I went all across the country. Everywhere I go, this guy couldn't fill up a classroom. And look at these crowds here. Look at these crowds here. He hides in his basement. No one has to be... Okay. Winning TV with the diamond baked sitting in Nancy's office. She won't mind. (laughs) Well, she she is used to having a lot of homeless people around where she is. Baked looks homeless. <laughs> he probably smells homeless. So it would be, oh, look, another another one of my constituents. Hello there. <laughs> would, you, would you like some vodka? Nancy, it's 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, I know. I've, I'm sorry I'm late. I had a big breakfast. So after Eric Trump spoke, this is what happened next. And I'm sorry to be, sh- I'm again, I'm sorry to be the... I'm sorry to tell you what I honestly think about something. Lara Trump gets introduced out. To the stage. It, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can lie. They can cheat. They can steal. My father has started a movement, and this movement will never, ever die. It will never die. This is a movement that will transcend him. It's a movement that will transcend all of us. And guys, we are going to keep America great because we live in the greatest country in the world and we will never, ever, ever stop fighting. Now, remember, too, there's probably there probably haven't been this many people, I would suggest, watching a Trump rally for at least a couple of years, right? There would have been more attention on this particular event, this particular rally, than have been for any number of rallies between now and 2016. Do you think that's a fair point? You know, rallies get more attention during elections, obviously, because there's more at stake. Now, the rallies that were happening, you know, the COVID already took a big dump on all of that kind of hype and hoopla that you normally associate with an American election campaign. 
all of the flags and confetti and fucking balloons and parades and all of that shit that Americans love, <laughs> which I love too. To be fair, I love I love the I love the showmanship of it. We don't really do it that way here. So that's been happening now. Lara Trump comes out when arguably they're getting the most possible attention that they've received for a number of years. This happens. Now, tell me what you think of this. So I want to call up one person who's been a great fighter. She happens to be my beautiful wife. And I'm going to publicly put her on the spot right now and tell her that she needs to run for Senate, honey. I'm just kidding. He's not, though. He's not kidding. That that story has been around. That's like the worst kept secret right now. You know what I mean? That story has been bubbling along for months and months and months and months and months. And, you know, a lot of the times when people say, oh, is this person running? Is this person running? A lot of that is guff. But sometimes it's not. And this particular story of Lara Trump has stuck around. They have been putting little planting little seeds out there they have to be pushing they've been pushing little things out right so that's been a bubbling along narrative there's more there, there are more eyeballs on this particular rally than have been on the on a trump rally for a number of years all right put two and two together here would anybody approve of that eric trump is talking about you know we have to keep the movement going the movement's still going and depending on your own perspective, you might be a little more sceptical. I, I tend to be, you know, more on the side of winning TV. Ilsa Jane with the diamond, not a fan of the royal Trump family. It's a, There's a little bit of that to it, isn't it? But, I mean, they wouldn't be the first. You had the Kennedys, right? So they wouldn't be the first uh, family to try and do this. The Clintons, to an extent, unfortunately for the Clintons, they, they didn't have a son and their daughter wasn't likable enough. <laughs> so they, they it kind of ends with Bill. It, begin, it begins and it ends with Bill. So that's it for the Clinton family tradition. But the Trumps can definitely do something like that. But it wouldn't be the first time. It's pretty good, honey. Not bad. Want to say a couple words? Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. You might hear otherwise from the mainstream media. You might hear otherwise from the Democrats. This fight has only just begun. Right. Let's be very... This, this, this here, I'm sorry, but I've watched, I've watched so much of campaigning, not just Australian politics, not just American, UK as well, European... I've watched so many campaign speeches and so many rallies. I'm telling you, this is a campaign speech. Sorry, this is a Lara Trump campaign launch. Whether you fucking want to believe it or not, you just listen listen to the terminology being used here. We're projecting things forward again. This movement will not die. She needs the movement, right? They need it to continue because she's going to be the next Trump in office at whatever level. Not presidential, but this is this is you know tilling the soil for future campaigns. Now, what I was going to say before was I'm probably more on the side with winning TV, in that we've seen movements be hijacked and killed off before. Okay, Occupy Wall Street hijacked and killed off. The Tea Party 
hijacked and killed off. Now, I, I sent a clip to Winning TV's show last night and he played it, so I'm not going to play it again. Watch the replay of Phil's show last night, dlive.tv slash Winning TV. I sent a clip to him of uh, Scaramucci, you know, the Mooch on CNN, and you should have heard the language that, uh, you know, he was using, the manipulations that he was using. No, we're the Patriots now. You know, we're going to, we're, we're going to um, crush MAGA. We're going to crush the party. And, you know, we're going to take it back to where it belongs. These people are insurgents, right? They're now going to be, they're going to hijack the MAGA movement, whatever it is, and then claim it for the establishment once again. I tend to believe, uh, Winning TV, it was just hijacked today, see? Now, I tend to fall more on the side of Phil. I may not be as resolute in that position as Phil is, but I'm definitely tending that way, right? And I'm sorry to say, if you listen to this for 60 seconds, you'll see that this is a Lara Trump campaign speech for, you know, a future Senate run, perhaps. I'd hear otherwise from the Democrats. This fight has only just begun. Let's be very, very clear about that. And Eric said it, our family didn't get in this fight for just four years. We are in this fight to the bitter end. We are going to... It's not, see, again, it's not Donald Trump didn't get into this fight for four years. She didn't say that. She said our family didn't get into this fight. My family is fighting for you. Our family is here with you. Not Donald Trump. So they are this... I'm sorry, but if it was, if it was happening on the Democrat side, I would be pointing it out the exact same way. They are using language to prepare you mentally for the fact that the next Trump is not going to be Donald. That it's coming to an end. While still, you know, waving the flags and we will not concede, we will keep fighting for you, right? Whilst playing that little video before, like it's a still, like we're still in pre-election mode. Because we're keeping that context going, but within it, we're just starting to water the seeds and preparing people, preparing the MAGA people for the next group of Trumps. And Lara is going to be that. And that story has been bubbling around in, in the press for a long time and nobody's really come out and denied it. Not concretely. And with everyone watching on this, I hope I'm putting these, I hope I'm joining these dots for you in a way that makes sense. I'm not trying to sound like an arsehole here. I'm just telling you what I think. I'm not trying to burst anybody's bubble, right? Gonna take our country back, okay? It's gonna be the same messaging for the next four years. And before we go, there's something very important that I wanna make sure everybody knows today. Today happens to be my husband's birthday. And anyone would think that they weren't fighting to save the country. Right? Happy birthday, Eric. Don't you find it strange? Am I alone? Am I the only one? Here's a flashball. Press one in the chat if you find all of this a little bit bizarre and a little bit presumptuous and perhaps, you know, the way I describe it. Press two in the chat if you think I'm a raving lunatic and a foreign devil and I should stick to my own. <laughs> I don't mind. You can, you can say that. It's not going to offend me. I, I understand completely.
A lot of ones. A lot of ones in the chat. Honey, do you have any birthday present you would like from the United States of America? Well, I'd actually, I have one birthday present that I want from- This, this is like, this is like watching two people who don't know each other present an award together at the Grammys. So today is my special Eric's birthday. Eric, do you have a spontaneous thing that you would like to say? <laughs> yes, I do, honey. Right? Very scripted. Very un-Trump-like. Very un-Trump-like. And that's, and that's kind of like, that's kind of why I'd be, if Donald Trump isn't president by the 20th, that's one of the things that I'll miss. I will miss the off the cuff because there's never been one like him to speak the way he does. You know, in that, in that kind of nonchalant confidence that the kids don't have it. Eric doesn't have it. Junior doesn't have it. Lara doesn't have it. Baron may have it, but we'll just, we just won't know it. Hopefully he becomes like one of those kids off the rails, starts doing cocaine when he's 16 or 17, uh, gets caught in a hotel room in a compromising position, and then we see him again in his 30s, maybe gets a little bit of life under his belt. <laughs> then he'll be a badass. But if he gets if he gets the same private school uh, treatment that Eric and Don Jr. have, then he's going to be standing there with an expensive jacket on with his hand in his pocket, posing as though he were fox hunting in the 1600s in the English countryside, right? That's not, it's very un-Trump-like, I'm sorry. Wise from the Democrats, this fight has only just begun. Let's be very, very clear about that. Learn from Donald Trump. From the United States of America. Well, I'd actually, I have one birthday present that I want from all the senators and all the congressmen. Have some backbone, show some fight, learn from Donald Trump. He has more fight in them than every other one combined, and they need to stand up, and we need to march on. And the smiling and the waving. Bizarre. Bizarre. I'm sorry. Bizarre. Fake. Phony. It smacks of inauthenticity. Sorry. And that, uh, that again, that is very un-Trump-like. This fight will continue. Happy birthday, right? Surely you, you have to be getting the same vibes here. Tacky. On the Capitol today, and we need to stand up for this country, and we need to stand up for what's right. We love you, America. God bless you all. Wait, wait, wait. What? Can you guys help me sing happy birthday to my husband? Happy birthday to <laughs> Yep. Yep. I rest my case. I rest my case. Huh? <laughs> 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 
anyone would think that the fate of the free world wasn't up, up, you know, anyone would think that there wasn't a war going on. <laughs> anyone would think that, you know, it wasn't desperate times. It's just a nice little gathering in the park. We're singing happy birthday to our man. Can he be in the chat? Notice that she won't touch him. No hug or kiss. Oh, you got to be COVID safe. <laughs> so Lara Trump, I suspect, is going to be running for something in the next two years. And I suspect this was the launch. And I've got one more clip for you from uh, this rally today. We've had one Trump. Let's try the other. Uh, this is Junior, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Patriots! <laughs> Sorry. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You actually all did something I didn't realize was possible. I'm looking at the crowd here and the tens of thousands, probably 100,000 plus people here. And you did it all without burning down buildings? <laughs> now remember this was hours ago this was earlier in the day <laughs> so you know wow great job guys now we'll get to the other stuff in just a moment <laughs> but that is funny I totally forgot about that. You did it without ripping down churches? Without looting? I didn't know that that was possible. According to the media. I knew, I knew somebody would do it, Rusty. So Rusty in the chat says, but no buildings were burned. Yes, I'm aware of that. There were other things taking place, though. What I'm saying is perhaps perhaps best not to applaud people for well for good behavior before they've you know been forced to behave. <laughs> because later on, you know, the people storming the Capitol building, you know, running down hallways with the podium and whatnot, and you know, generally becoming a nuisance <laughs> may may somewhat diminish one's point, I think. <laughs> they looted Nancy Pelosi's office, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't burn the buildings down. You are correct. You are correct in that. So that's a fair point. According to the media, when you have a large gathering of peaceful protesters, they're supposed to burn it all down. See, guys, we can do it right, but the fact that you are all here on this rather cold January day tells me all I need to know. And it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight. The people who did nothing to stop this deal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't. To be fair to the people who did nothing to stop the steal, I distinctly remember being told that uh, nobody has a right to see the evidence until it's presented in court. Remember that? So I just wonder how many people would be sitting, and I'm sorry if this sounds a little bitchy, 
But I just wonder how many people would be would have spent the last month, you know, fighting to stop the steal had they been given the evidence that they were promised. Right? And yes, I know the numbers. I know the anomalies. I understand all that. But it's one thing pointing out an anomaly. You have to actually prove that it was done by somebody with motive and you know purpose and have evidence of said wrongdoing. It's different. Doesn't matter what I believe. It only matters what I can prove. Sorry to be a stick in the mud, but this is the the same reason. The same reason why I didn't accept, um, you know, the accusations of Brett Kavanaugh because there wasn't good enough. There wasn't a good enough evidence presented. I couldn't believe it. You didn't give me a reason to. Lou, the good dude with the diamond, sounds a bit Bobcat Goldthwait when yelling. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the Patriots here. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. I thought it was supposed to be the pub, the party of the uh, people. I thought this was supposed to be your party. It's a mistake from Don Jr. I'm sorry, it is. It's it's supposed to be the party of the people, not the party of. It's not Donald Trump's party, right? It's not. It shouldn't be. Party shouldn't belong to any particular individual. Should it? So, error. An error there from Don Jr. And I do like this one response here underneath this clip here, the top response, (laughs) which made me laugh. Uh, This person replies to that particular speech by Donald Trump Jr. Quote, Daddy still doesn't love you. (laughs) Which I just thought was so, so petty and so bitchy. (laughs) And it fucking, it brought tears to my eyes, tears of joy. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. Daddy, <laughs> we we will stand. This is Donald Trump's party now. We're patriots. We're going to fight. The senators need to fight. Daddy still doesn't love you. Because <laughs> you know why it's good? Because it's probably true. It's probably true. All right. Uh, this also happened, ladies and gentlemen. So they didn't burn the building down. That's fair. <laughs> This will not change an election. This this will not overthrow a government. Sorry. Protests don't change governments. They don't. They don't. They don't. They never have. Never. And again, I don't know. If you think... I, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you think the people who are owned by powerful... The most powerful money men in the world... If you think the people who are owned by the most dangerous and powerful men in the world are going to be intimidated by, you know, a couple of dozen people in hoodies and with backpacks, you know, knocking over barricades and taking things out of office. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. 
How many times? How many times does a government have to screw you before you stop believing in it? How many times does that have to happen? I don't know. Maybe it'll never stop. We, I mean, we're constantly, aren't we? Like, you know, whether it's religion or celebrity or sports, whatever it is, we're always looking to some kind of higher thing, something above us that we can invest in. Maybe this is just the new that. You know, I expect, I, I get criticised sometimes because people think I'm too pessimistic, uh, too pessimistic, which is which is fair. Like I've said it myself, but I'm pessimistic in one sense, but I'm a, I'm a very optimistic person generally speaking. Like I'm very upbeat. I'm I'm very rarely upset about anything. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very rarely angry at anybody or angry at things or depressed about. I just kind of I just kind of fly through. Because, you know, I don't expect I don't expect good things to happen just because I believe it to be true. I, I take the position that what I want is meaningless. What I want is irrelevant in the broad scheme of things. Like if I like if I want pepperoni pizza for dinner, I can have that. I can do that. You know. If I want to buy a Pepsi, I can do that. Um, if I want society to be society to be ruled by a certain person and have uh, certain, you know, social restrictions in place. I can't do that. I can't have that. And I understand the difference. What, what, what's the what's the line? Um, you know, change the things you can, ignore your things, ignore the things you can't, and be wise enough to know the difference. It's not a bad. It's not a bad starting point. I, you know what? And I I think that what you see here is in part, at least. This is what happens when you have a whole bunch of people who deny themselves the opportunity to see the possibility that they may be wrong about something. If you believe that a certain outcome is the only possible outcome, then you are bound to become enraged and disappointed at some point. Minister of Fun Kimmy in the chat. Yes, that's the serenity prayer. Exactly. Yes, it is. And I always butcher it. <laughs> you know. Like I would I would say, you know, this guy's gonna get screwed here, and people would argue with me and say, oh, the Democrats cheated. And I'm like, yeah, but the that's the point. Just because they cheated doesn't mean it's gonna go your way. And people would say to me things like, oh, well, this is in the Constitution. And I'm like, come on, I'm, I wasn't born yesterday. We spent eight years when Barack Obama was president talking about daily all the ways that he's ignoring the Constitution. Why do you think that that's just not going to happen again? And I was trying to tell people back in 2016, right? This is, see, this is the kind of shit that I've been called previously like a communist and a traitor for. I would try to tell people back in 2016 that this is not the end of anything. This is just the beginning of something. This is the first time in a long time where it appears a lot of people have stood up and given the middle finger to politics. That's all it is right now. And what are you going... I would say to people, what about... What happens after Trump? You know, he's not going to be president forever, right? It can't all be about Trump. He's not going to be there at some point. 
oh fuck you you don't understand this is going to be this is going to be this is the this is the way it's going to be forever right from now on we're always going to be winning and it's going to be forever good blah 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 that was never that was never true and i used to get so much fucking hate mail from people just for merely suggesting that it's not true the beginning of the next thing exactly it was incredible anyway um now this is this is fair too i i enjoyed this somebody tweeted this picture out and said this was the capital back in june spare me your faux outrage i agree 100 percent. because now i'm going to get you know things from my progressive friends which is fine i don't mind it's it's, it's obviously going to happen after people, you know, storming the Capitol and ransacking the office of Nancy Pelosi and whatnot. Oh, by the way, just in case you were wondering if uh, the congressmen are safe. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, just in case you were at home panicking if the, you know, the elected officials were being protected. Thank you for keeping me safe. Uh, this is Representative David Trone, and he tweeted this out himself. He said, I am safe. We have been evacuated. <laughs> and that's what he's literally wearing there. <laughs> Thank God you're safe, sir. That's <laughs> ridiculous. It, it's, it's, it is theatre. There is a lot of theatre here. It's a lot of clown world stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I saw this earlier. And I thought, that's fair enough. This was the capital back in June. Spare me the faux outrage. Yep, pretty much. Because there's going to be a lot of people now getting in touch going, this is insane. Can you believe this? How dare they? The National Guard needs to be moved in, like we mentioned earlier, right? These are the conversations. These are the talking points that you're going to be hit with over the next little while. I would just tweet them back. I would just, you know, send them back this picture in a message. You know, this is what happened in June. I don't care because you don't either. So now we're both we're both doing the riding now. Happy days. Right? <laughs> so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. When we return, I do have something fun that I want to show you. I do have a funny thing. You, you will like it, trust me. So it's not all going to be bad news. So that'll be just after the break. So stick around for that. And then after that, We'll open up the phone lines and we'll take some calls. How about that? Tell me what you think. Tell me, you, you tell me if you think I'm way off. You tell me if I'm wrong. Dissenters go to the head of the queue. So stick around for five uh, on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. Sunday night, 7.30, standard Eastern time, on Twitch, 
Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Zlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, defectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of
This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Gotcha, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. This is the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, second show for 2021. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to take a poop on my capital steps, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at boogiebumper, ladies and gentlemen. So, as promised, uh... A couple of, I do want to open the phones up. I will open the phones up very shortly and, you know, call in and tell me what you think. If you think I'm wrong, whatever. If you think I'm right, I don't care. If you want to have a chat, you tell me. You tell me. So, but I do have a couple of things I want to cover off very quickly just first. As you know, one of the Georgia Senate candidates the for the Democrat side is a guy named John Ossoff, ladies and gentlemen. And to be fair, I was looking through the archive um, the titles of this show just earlier, like just scanning through the podcast listing that I have. And I think it was the first or second show back after the general election. We spoke about, didn't we, on this show, we spoke about the possibility that both Senate seats may go to the Democrats in Georgia. And, you know, I'm going to put that down to yet another example of saying something that is entirely possible and being told that you're a fucking lunatic and it absolutely won't happen. You've just got to have a little faith. Right? That was yet another example of that taking place because it looks like, you know, for all counts, that the Democrats, whether they've won it fairly or not, they're at least, they're going to claim it. Let's put it that way. And that's what the record book will show. Whether we like it or not, which is again my point here. You can say that it's you can say that it's all cheating. You might even be right. You can you can correctly say that it's cheating, but that doesn't mean that it's not still going to happen. That's the difference. So listen to this. Almost Australian, the Georgia runoff candidate with roots down under, ladies and gentlemen. If Democrat John Ossoff wins the Senate runoff runoff in Georgia, he will be the youngest person elected to the US Senate in 40 years. The 33-year-old will also have what is believed to be one of the closest personal connections to Australia of any member of Congress in American history. Ossoff's mother, Heather Fenton, was born and raised in Sydney before moving to the US at the age of 23 and settling in the Atlanta area of Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. So now you know. He's half Australian. His mother is Australian. He definitely stole it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
As a fellow Australian, I can say with with confidence that he absolutely stole it. And he's probably stolen a bunch of things because he's half Australian. (laughs) There you go. Don't doubt it for a second. So have a look at some of this here, though. So this is interesting. Now, so now I'm going to flip-flop again, and now I'm going to take the side of the Republicans here. Ladies and gentlemen, look how quickly... Let me put this up on the big screen for you. Look how quickly... Now, John Ossoff made this video before a winner has been announced, okay? Now, if you can see, it's a little bit grainy, but if you can see in the bottom right-hand of the corner, his race against uh, Purdue... I keep thinking Will Purdue, like the basketball player. Uh, John Ossoff, 2,208,000. Wilbur has 2,192,000. So it's 0.4 of 1% difference. Now remember, 0.4 of 1% difference with 2% of the vote left to count in some districts in the presidential election took weeks. Weeks. Right? Republicans were being announced winners of various seats sometimes two weeks after voting day. Okay, we've just finished counting. Now, on the flip side, very close race, uh, Democrat in front. Have a look at this. Now, again, he's putting this video out himself, and this is before a winner has been announced. This campaign has been about health and jobs and justice for the people of this state, for all the people of this state. And they will be my guiding principles as I serve this state in the U.S. Senate, ensuring that every Georgian has great health care, no matter our wealth. Ensuring that we invest in an economic recovery that includes all communities, that rebuilds our state's infrastructure, that lays the foundations for prosperity in rural Georgia, suburban communities and urban communities alike. And securing equal justice for all, following in the footsteps of leaders who have departed us in this last year, like Congressman John Lewis and C.T. Vivian. I want to thank the people of Georgia for participating in this election. Everybody who cast your ballot, everybody who put your faith and confidence. This is a victory speech. This is a victory speech. Exactly. Victor Von Trum gets it in the chat. You've got to love these predicted victory speeches before a winner is selected. Have you noticed the difference here? This has become par for the course now. We just we just went through an election, you know, viewing it, so much to say, that we've just watched the most powerful country in the world tear itself apart for weeks and weeks and some races not being decided for weeks and weeks. But on this particular occasion... They declared Warnock the winner in the other race with Kelly Loeffler. They declared him the winner last night, hours after the polls had closed. They're like, okay, he's he's won that. And like I said, with 0.4 of a percent, the difference, that he's already giving a victory speech on CNN. And this, these are reasons why people have a right to be skeptical. Because we've just gone through a situation where it took weeks to declare winners. And now you're doing it within hours. Have a look at this, ladies and gentlemen. 
Schumer declares he will be the Senate majority leader. He's already come out. I'm already the leader. Listen to this. Listen to this. It feels like a brand new day. For the first time in six years, Democrats will operate a majority in the United States Senate. So we've gone. Have you noticed how the have you noticed how the game has changed here? Have you noticed how strategies need to, to adapt and evolve? Because let me tell you what happens now in future elections. Future elections are going they're going to push for as many mail-in ballots as possible because mail-in ballots favor Democrats. So the more mail-in ballots they have, the more votes they will get. You know, fraud or otherwise. Even even if there was no fraud, Democrats still use the mail-in ballot system far more than Republicans do. It's just a thing. And it's not even just American. In Canada, conservatives don't use mail-in ballots as much as left-wingers do. In Australia, conservatives don't use mail-in ballots as much as the left does. In the UK, conservatives don't use mail-in ballots as much as the Labor Party does. It's just a thing. Conservatives want to go and vote on election day. And, you know, the left, Labor Party, liberal, however you want to classify them, they are far happier doing the mail-in ballots. It's, it's just a thing. So look at the success that the Democrats have had here on the surface. <laughs> uh, they, they've, they've just, you know, quote unquote, got more votes than the president, the sitting president who got the most votes for a sitting president in history. And they're like, oh, we beat that. They've just turned Georgia... Georgia, deep south fucking Georgia, they've just turned it uh, to two Democrat senators. And you can have the argument about the fraud and stuff, that's fine, but that's not my point here, right? The point here is that's the plan moving forward. Get as many mail-in ballots out as you possibly can and they've learned from their past mistakes because what they're going to do now is the moment that they get ahead in a race, they're going to declare victory. Now you might think, you might think, because this is this is a completely different outlook to um, conceding defeat. That's always been the norm. The norm is not to declare victory until the other person concedes defeat or until it's beyond doubt, right? That's been the norm previously. They're not doing that now. Now it's changed and I'll explain why. So now whenever they get their nose in front, the new strategy is get as many mail-in ballots out as you can and as soon as the count turns your way, when the mail-in ballots start to overwhelm the people who showed up on uh, voting day because the mail-in ballots are counted after them, in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, as soon as you get your nose in front, even if it's by 0.2 of a percent, you declare victory. And by doing that... you put the responsibility on the other guys to prove that it's fraud. Are you following? You don't sit around and wait for the person to concede. You declare victory and you make them prove that you're wrong. It's so, it's so much more, it's so much more deceptive. And it goes right against the, it goes right against the grain of what we have considered to be normal for hundreds of years. Now they're going to declare victory first first, and dare you to change it, which that's frightening. That's something that nobody else is going to be talking about. Well, maybe not nobody else. Maybe some other fucking little podcast like this that nobody listens to, right? But that's going to... That, that for me is far more dangerous and concerning than anything else. 
It's more dangerous than people storming capitals. It's more dangerous than people chasing, you know, um, you know, police away. That is the key right there. That the norm has changed. The standard has been changed. And instead of conceding defeat, now people will declare victory first and put the responsibility on the on the other person to prove that they're they're not winning, which is far more. Oh, it's, it's that's a bad thing. It's a bad situation because that means every, think about it, you know, expand out. That means every election is going to be disputed like this now. Well, at least every close election, every swing race, they're going to declare victory the moment they get in front. And then anybody who says, whoa, whoa, you can't declare victory yet. I mean, it's 0.2 of a percent. They'll say, fucking prove it, asshole. And then you go, okay, well, let's try and prove it. Then they'll say, oh, here we go again. They're crying fraud again because they're losing and everybody will just instantly dismiss you. That's where we're at right now. That's the level we're getting to. It goes it goes far beyond, you know, Lara Trump launching her fucking Senate career. It goes far beyond Don Jr. making speeches and putting books out. It goes far beyond Charlie. It goes far beyond any of that. Just that one thing changing. So prepare yourself mentally. Because from now on, the person who doesn't declare victory is going to be the one that has to prove that the other guy is wrong instead of they themselves admitting they lost. It's it's messy. It's messy. All right. I promised you something fun. Well, it is fun, but it's also going to be educational. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, on this show, we have spent a lot of time talking about coronavirus and coronavirus restrictions. And we've... You know, we've argued the point before that it's almost as if the people making the rules... ...is man. Oh, thank you for the sub. Thank you for the sub, Mucus Flembrate. It's almost as if the people the people making the rules aren't don't really know what they're doing. You know, we've said that before on this show. It's almost like they're making it up as they go along. The example I like to use from, like, my personal situation, well, personal meaning local to me, is our state government, well, the federal government came up with a rule that you're only allowed to travel a certain distance to go on holidays, but you're allowed to travel uh, that distance to visit other people. So if you were to travel out to the country on your own or just with your family, so if you and your family wanted to travel out to the country and stay in a holiday house, you weren't allowed to do that, even though you were the only family in the house, right? But let's say that another family lives in a holiday house in the country. You were allowed to go and visit them. So having 10 people in a holiday house from two different households is fine. Having one family in a holiday house on their own, that's bad. You see the point here? There are so many of these rules. So my wife, who never normally sends anything to this show, sent me this. And so usually she sent me like three things in four years. This being the third. So she sent me this. It's a video, ladies and gentlemen, of the guy, the guy who decides COVID restriction rules. And I think this sums up lockdowns in a, in a far better way than I ever have. In the countless number of podcasts that we've discussed lockdown laws and the stripping away of individual rights and over-policing and all of these things, hours and hours and hours and hours we've done on it. This three-minute video sums it up in a way far better than I ever could. So thank you for keeping me safe. Let's have a look here. 
Okay, so here's one. Um, can I stay at a caravan park with 200 other caravans? Absolutely, Jason, you can do that. Go for your life. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, well, can a couple of my friends park their caravans in my backyard? And we can have like a mini holiday because of all the border closures. We'll stay local. <laughs> no, Jason. There'll be too many people in your home. 200 caravans is okay, but not a, a few. Okay, that's fine. Um... Uh, can I play backyard cricket with my mates in my backyard? How many people, Jason? Um, 16? No, Jason. That's too many. Too many. Okay. Uh, well, can I go to the cricket and watch 22 men play cricket with 20,000 supporters watching along? <laughs> yes, of course you yes. can do that. <laughs> Don't be stupid, Jason. He, he does a very good drunk voice. A drunk voice is something that it's really easy to fuck up, you know, because people overdo it. When people try to act drunk, they more often than not, ninety times out of a out of a hundred, they overact it. You know, like but drunk people don't really talk like that. You know, I I I can try and do a drunk. If I try and do a drunk voice, it's going to be more like. So listen, if I if I try and do a drunk voice, it's going to be like you only want to slur like certain words every now and then, but not all of them. Because if you slur all of them, then everybody's going to know that you're not like doing it properly. It's, you've got to be a little more subtle. <laughs> but this this guy nails these dr- He's got a very good drug voice. Don't, don't be stupid, Jason. <laughs> yes, of course you can, Jason. Just watching along? Yes, of course you can do that. Don't be stupid, Jason. <laughs> right, okay. Um, can I go to New South Wales? Yes, you can go to New South Wales whenever you want. Great. Oh, can I leave New South Wales? No, because no one will let you in. <laughs> okay, um, can I book a table of 20 at a restaurant? Yes, Jason, you can absolutely do that. Awesome, fantastic. Can I have a dinner party with 20 people at home? <laughs> no, Jason, it's irresponsible. <laughs> and we'll so be putting true. the public health in jeopardy. People, people in the comments, to, this is frighteningly accurate because all of the, all of the things he's referencing are real. You know, I always dreamt that we'd get to this moment. Parody and reality have been overlapping now with increasing speed for the last couple of years. Would you agree? You know, because some, like, for example, you'll you'll read like an, a, a joke news report. How many times has this happened to you? You'll read a joke news report and think that it's real because it's so absurd. It must be real, right? You know, Professor advocates that men... Uh, that, that teenage boys in his classroom, deca- you know, castrate themselves during class in order to promote women's liberation or something. You'll read that and your your first thought will be, well, it has to be true because that's how fucking whacked society is right now. You know what I mean? So the things that he's referring to here are all true. <laughs> that's why it's so fucking good. It expo- this, this thing's gone viral here. Because it just exposes in three minutes the pure stupidity of all of this in a way that's undeniable. They do that. Awesome. Fantastic. Can I have a dinner party with 20 people at home? <laughs> no, Jason. That's irresponsible. And we'll be putting the public health in jeopardy. No. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Um, just a few questions regarding masks. Do I wear a mask in a shopping centre? Yes, Jason. Of course you do. Right, but there is a lot of space. You could you could probably social distance. <laughs> what about a cafe? Oh, you don't have to wear it in a cafe. 
Don't be stupid. What if I go to the <laughs> cinema? You must wear a mask in the cinema. It's a you matter must. of public health. Public what are you health. stupid? Do you want to infect the whole country? In the cinema, you wear a mask. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. Wait, Jason. Did you order popcorn? Uh, yeah, of course. What, what's a movie without popcorn, hey? <laughs> well, then that's fine. You can eat your popcorn for the whole movie with your mask off. <laughs> right, okay, so when I'm eating, um, I don't have to... I love the... <laughs> that drunk one laugh. <laughs> wear a mask. That is correct, Jason. So do I have to wear a mask on a plane? Yes. But if I'm eating? No! In a gym? Yes, Jason. If I'm exerting myself? No. So all of the places I have to wear a mask, if I'm eating, it's fine. It must be safe at all times, Jason. Unless you're eating. Because people have to eat and drinking. You don't have to wear a mask if you're having a drink. So you never wear a mask then? What did you say, Jason? Nothing. Uh, what about at a concert? A human nature concert? Well, Jason, you have to sit down in your seat and there's no dancing. Unless you want to dance in your seat, then you can dance. Oh, okay. So, so I can sing along to the tunes from my seat as well? Oh, no, Jason, there'll be no singing. That <laughs> spreads germs, Jason. Oh, okay. Uh, what about the guys on stage? Of course they're singing, Jason. They're singers, you idiot. Okay. Because um, it's very noisy at a concert like that, can I yell loudly to, to my friends? Don't see a problem with that at all, Jason. Right, so no singing, but yelling loudly is fine. Okay, right. Um, Would there be anything else, Jason? Oh, one more thing. Um, just if you're sick, what do you do if you're feeling a bit sick? Jason, Jason, Jason. If you have any symptoms at all, you stay at home. You don't go to work and you don't leave your house. <laughs> but you also need to go and get a test. And line up for four hours with lots of other people trying yes, to get a test. Exactly. Coughing and spluttering in the queue. Which is fucking hilarious, isn't it? Because you've how much corporate media have you seen over the last month, right? Everybody needs to go and get tested. Everybody needs to go and get the vaccine. You need the vaccine. Go and get tested. Get the vaccine. But don't stand in groups of people. <laughs> And then, of course, what happens? A group of fucking people stand out the out front the place of the people getting the tests. So if you have symptoms, you, you've got to stay at home. You can't go outside. You're banned. In, in, in What was it? In fucking Kentucky or Tennessee? Remember when they put the ankle monitor on that person? Oh, you've tested positive for COVID. We're putting an ankle, like a fucking prisoner. We're putting an ankle monitor on you so we can track your movements at all times. Do you remember that shit? That's how serious they are. You've got to stay home. But if you have a symptom, you also have to go and get tested and stand in a queue for four hours with a thousand other people. <laughs> I'll put the link in the chat. Uh, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a diamond and get a parking ticket because the line took too long. Exactly. <laughs> oh, they just... It's... If today... Today should be known as the day that everybody realised just how screwed they are. Today should be the day that everybody finally woke up because, you know, people talk about change and changing the world and changing people's minds and all of that stuff. That's fine. That's great. But none of that is going to happen until you accept reality. And today should forever be known as the day where a whole bunch of people who were talking about hope and change and winning and all of this stuff, today needs to be the day that those people were heartbroken and then understand just how many people are out to fucking screw them on a daily basis. That needs to be the message. Today is the day where your complete lack of faith in your fellow human beings was cemented. Only then can you hope to change them.
until you until you understand what you're dealing with. Today is the day where it, today's the music died, right? Today's the day the music died. All right, there's like 10 seconds left of this. <laughs> Do that. It's a matter of public health. It's a matter of public health. I'm going home. Goodbye. There you go. All right, we'll pop this in the chat because <laughs> I thought I, I, I thought it was very funny. But more than being funny, it's just, it's correct. It's funny because it's, it's, sorry, it's a cliche. It's funny because it's true. So if you want to call in and have your say, there is the number at the top of your screen, 646-583-2700. That number again, it's, it's like I'm back on FM radio. That number again, 646-583-2700. Get through to the Daily Boogie hotline. One day we'll be giving away cold cans of Pepsi. You're tuned in to Daily Boogie FM. <laughs> call in if you want to. If you want to have your say, call in 646-583-2700. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have we got here? Tell you what. Speaking of coronavirus, speaking of super spreader events. <laughs> You know what? I'll just... I'm going to let this one speak for itself. How about that? An inflatable Christmas costume is being blamed for a fatal outbreak of COVID. Yep. Yep. Trust the science. An inflatable Christmas tree costume is being blamed for a fatal spread of coronavirus. Any, anything, let's blame anything except the thing or people that should be blamed. <laughs> Finally, kids are afraid of Christmas. This is what we've always wanted. Come and hug the Christmas tree. No, you're going to die. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Follow you. Imagine in 40 years when our children try to explain this shit. <laughs> a staff member at the Kaiser Permanente Medical Center in San Jose, California, uh -huh. wore the inflatable Christmas tree in the ER on Christmas Day to cheer up colleagues and patients. <laughs> but just days later, the virus spread through the hospital, afflicting 43 people and killing an emergency room clerk. Uh <laughs> I'm not laughing at death. I promise, I'm not laughing at death. Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Killing somebody. The inflatable costume killed somebody that night. <laughs> Fuck. What is happening? What is going on? How about this? Now, latest installment of Thank You For Keeping Me Safe. Spain will keep record of anyone who refuses coronavirus vaccine. Report. <laughs> Spain is... Listen to this. Spain is planning to keep a registry of citizens who refuse to accept the vaccine for the novel coronavirus. According to a report from the agency France Press, Health Minister Salvador Illa, which is a beautiful name, has said that the vaccine will not be mandatory, but the health ministry will keep a list of those who refuse to take the vaccine. 
Thank you for keeping me safe. Nothing bad ever happens by ending up on a government database. <laughs> don't worry, it's not mandatory. However, if you don't take the vaccine, we'll take your name, your address and your phone number. Thank you very much. Oh. Remember when I was telling you that they don't have to make it mandatory? There are other ways. There are other ways of making it mandatory. That list may be shared with health ministries and governments across the European Union, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a list for all the governments in Europe. Now, that's obviously going to be because when they start introducing uh, travel restrictions, right? When they say that we're getting back to normal, but first you have to have a vaccine and prove it, that's what we're preparing for here. Something we've spoken about on this show for, you know, probably even before coronavirus. Exactly this method of control. Illa said in an interview with La Sexta, La Sexta Television. That's the name of the channel, La Sexta. I wish we had a La Sexta. Illa said in an interview with La Sexta Television. Cha-cha-cha. Cucaracha. That the registry... <laughs> I'm an idiot. <clears throat> Illa said in an interview with La Sexta Television that the registry would only include those who were offered the vaccine and declined to take it. Oh, yes. Thank you for keeping me safe. What will be done is a registry which will be shared with our European partners of those people who have been offered it and have simply rejected it. It's not a document which will be made public. <laughs> no, of course not. Because they say they're not going to do something until they do it. And then they say that they wanted to do it all along. This, this is the lesson of government. Remember, they said they'll never do gay marriage. We will never support gay marriage. They said that right up until the day that they decided to support it. They said, we will not go to war. We will not go to war until the day that they change their mind. Then they say the opposite. Yeah, I, I heard people say I heard people saying the same thing today during various, you know, rally coverage of what was happening in DC. That's not going to happen because they never said it was going to happen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they say it's not going to happen until it does. And then they say it happened. <laughs> this, this is what governments do. Uh, if you're taking any any statement from any anything or any person associated with any government at any level, anywhere, at any time, if you're taking anything that they say, anything at face value when it comes to projecting things into the future, you're a fucking moron. I'm sorry. Because government will always say something until they don't. Until they change their mind. There is no position, there is no policy, there is no tax, there is no cut, there is no drive, there is no agenda that they will not say that they are in support of until they say the opposite. And then they are. Sorry. Collecting data, thank you for keeping me safe. Here's a good one. It'll never happen here. What people might not be allowed to do if they don't get vaccinated. A perfect storm is brewing as COVID-19 vaccines start to roll out more widely in countries around the world. While many people can't wait to protect themselves from the virus. <laughs> right? 
because for the last for the last number of months we've been we've been told repeatedly uh, the only way to get back to normal is through the vaccine. We have to have the vaccine so we can get back to normal. We need the we need the vaccine so we can get back to normal. The only way back to normal is through the vaccine. And then about a month ago, they started saying, by the way, if you think that this vaccine is the way to get back to normal, you're a crazy person, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, there is a there is a false sense of security out there in the public. They think just because they're getting the vaccine that they don't have to wear masks anymore. Let me tell you, you're going to be wearing masks for the next ten years. Coming up after the news, we speak to yet another government expert, which contradicts everything we've been telling you for the last twelve months, and then pretends like it's normal. <laughs> Because if you say the opposite to what the expert is saying today, as opposed to last week, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a science denier. In order to not be a science denier, you need to just agree with whatever somebody who claims to be a scientist is telling you. You wouldn't want to be a science denier, would you? While many can't wait to protect themselves from the virus, some are adamant that they won't get the jab leaving populations divided into those that have been vaccinated and those that haven't. As a result of the differing views, a debate could start to emerge in 2021. Should any restrictions uh, restrictions be imposed on people who choose not to get vaccinated, given they can catch and spread the virus? See how quickly this conversation has turned? Do you see how quickly this conversation has just moved on to the next point? I've I've you know I've mentioned this term before. This is information blitzkrieg that you're experiencing here. You know, the the fundamental premise of blitzkrieg being, you know, fight with speed. Roll over them. Charlie Fapp Charlie Faplin. <laughs> Very good. Charlie Faplin just donated one diamond. One step too far. More like one fap too hard. Yes, this is, by the way, uh, one step too far's new Twitter handle. Because for whatever reason, he upset somebody, which is very unlike one step too far. Normally a very nice boy. Not strange at all. He upset somebody. So give him a follow, Charlie Faplin. <laughs> Hold up. <coughs> So this is information blitzkrieg, just like the announcement of, you know, we're now the winner, we're now declaring victory in the Senate race, even though that's been unheard of before, because you just, when you declare victory, then you move the conversation onto the next point. So once you declare victory, the next conversation point becomes, why are the people on the other side uh, calling for fraud? Why can't they prove their claims? They're making fake news again, right? You change the conversation. Same thing applies here. So now we're not now we're not even discussing, you know, whether vaccination restrictions on people is a good thing or not. Right? Yeah. Now we're saying, okay, so should we or should we not just start banning people who don't have it, like carte, carte blanche across the board? Right? We're not talking about the airlines. Well, the airlines have already done that now, so let's move on to the next talking point. We're not talking about whether or not it's needed. We've already just agreed on that, so now we're just blitzkrieging to the next talking point, right? And so while you're still back there talking about whether or not there should be a vaccine in the first place, 
they're already talking about locking you out of the economy if you don't take it. You see what's happening here? Just constantly moving the ball down the field. Listen to this. It's a tricky subject, but governments are already looking at introducing systems that would enable authorities and possibly businesses to tell if a person has had a COVID vaccine or not. China has launched. Yes, we are now using China as a reference, ladies and gentlemen. Remember on this show for the last 12 months how we've been saying that we're just copying everything China does? Well, now they're just openly telling you. You don't have to accuse me of being a conspiracy theorist anymore. You don't have to say that I'm not trusting the plan anymore. That's okay. We can all move past that now. Now we can have to, now we can start to have serious discussions again. Like, for example, the last 12 months, the Western governments, all of them, have just been copying what China does. Quote, China has launched a health code app that shows whether a person is symptom-free in order to check into a hotel or use the subway. Actually, we covered that report when it came out, which was probably in March or April, maybe even February. And it's not just the hotel or use the subway, it's your place of employment as well. That will also block you out. An app, a phone app will tell you if you're allowed to earn money that day. Scary, huh? Nah, totally fine, totally normal. Six four six five eight three twenty seven hundred. If you want to call it, Isra Black, a lecturer in law at the University of York, and Lisa Forsberg, a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Oxford, who researches medical ethics, told CNBC that quote It isn't easy to say whether it would be ethically permissible for a state to impose restrictions. We might think that there are strong, albeit not necessarily device, uh, decisive, reasons in favour of some limitation on regaining pre-pandemic freedoms for individuals who refuse the vaccination for the COVID-19. They're already moving the ball forward. Great, isn't it? I like to keep you abreast of what's happening in Australia. Remember, it'll never happen here. They're only doing this kind of thing in China. Well, international travel could soon be back on the cards with plans to implement a COVID vaccination certificate for anyone wanting to move in or out of Australia. We'll go live to our political reporter, Emma LaRouche in Canberra. Emma, good morning to you. What does this mean for hotel quarantine? Good morning, Davina. Well, hotel quarantine arrangements are likely to remain in place for some time. One reason for this is that we don't know how effective a vaccine will be at preventing the transmission of COVID. Okay, we played that the other day. Now, let me show you this one, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just find it here. I'll just grab it here. I should have had it preloaded, but I didn't because I'm an idiot. Here we go. It'll never happen here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Canada. As of midnight tonight, anyone planning to fly into Canada will have to prove that they are negative, that they have a proof of a negative.
negative COVID-19 test before they can get on their plane. Canada's largest airlines are calling for a delay in that rule. Laura McQuillan is here with the details CBC News has learned in terms of... From midnight to night. <laughs> they give you so much notice, don't they? They give you so much notice. Well, I mean... If they're requiring, you know, some form of documentation, if they're requiring some form of evidence that you've been vaccinated or you're COVID-free, I guess that's reasonable. Nothing bad could ever come of this, right? Australians are being warned criminals are making and circulating fraudulent COVID vaccine certificates. <laughs> Sometimes I love being in Australia. Who saw that coming, huh? Want to hear it again? <laughs> it's a nice positive story. Australians are being warned criminals are making and circulating fraudulent COVID vaccine certificates. One cybersecurity expert has told Sally Gart it could put lives at risk. This is abhorrent because lives could be put in peril uh. and at risk. Brian Hay is an award-winning cyber crime expert and uh -huh. former Queensland detective superintendent. He's prosecuted some of the darkest crimes that could be committed on the internet, but says this latest scheme sweeping the web could be one of the worst yet. The simple reality is that communities will suffer by this errant behaviour. Criminals, internationally and closer to home, gathering intelligence to produce and distribute fake COVID-19 vaccination certificates. These are... How dare they? I mean, the gall of these people. Imagine being in the government and then with very little notice publicly, even though you've been soft programming this for probably a couple of years. But imagine, you know, imagine bringing in a requirement on people that they should show some form of identification or paperwork before being allowed to do normal non-crime breaking things, you know, non-law breaking behaviours. So you've put this, you put this new restriction on people now whether it be business or government, and you've said, okay, you now need a certain kind of paperwork in order to enjoy our service that you're paying for. Okay. And then, you know, this is unprecedented, by the way. This has never happened before. And then what happens, right, is some kind of criminal operation starts to take hold where people are producing, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not, people are producing fraudulent forms of that identification. <laughs> I've never heard of this. You mean criminals do this kind of thing? <laughs> We've just introduced a new law that requires everybody to show this particular form of identification before they're allowed to travel. Okay. You mean, you mean to say that... Exactly. Follow Q in the chat. Shocking. <laughs> a newsflash. Who knew? I had no idea that this was taking place. What sort of an awful person would do such a thing? Horrendous. Let's carry on. 
are just some of the digital COVID vaccination certificate templates or passports being prepared across the world, used so people can prove they are vaccinated. It could be used by industry, uh, airlines, government agencies, private health insurers, uh, travel insurance. But Brian says these templates are being gathered to start the fraudulent process for those wanting ah. to game the system, ah. giving false freedom to unvaccinated people in the community. False freedom to unvaccinated people. False freedom. Mm. <laughs> Charlie Faplin with the diamond. Have you covered vaccinated people who still caught the coof? Uh, probably. Probably. They'll tell you on one hand that it's uh, a cure. It's a cure for all of your ills. And then in the very next breath, tell you that it doesn't actually do anything and you need to continue wearing masks for the next 10 years. False freedom. Yes, it's a good line, isn't it? <laughs> Criminals are giving people false freedom. <laughs> Just makes you, want to, makes you want to crawl up in a ball and fucking cry yourself to sleep, doesn't it? Now, you'll remember on this show, I told you months and months and months ago, I'm sorry, I'm sorry again to bring this up, but I, I fear I must, that we said in the future, it, it's the virus is not going to be the problem anymore, right? Remember me specifically telling you this. Maybe one day I'll have to go back and find all of those old episodes. I said, at some point, they're going to switch it around. And what's going to happen is the virus isn't the problem. Freedom is the problem. Do you remember me saying this? Do you remember me saying that exact sentence? They're not going, they'll, they're going to say the reason that we have lockdowns, the reason that we have all of this uh, you know, chaos and problems is because people think they have too much freedom. People think they have freedom. That's the problem. It's you going out and living your life and trying to open a business. It's your fault. Freedom is to blame. Remember this? Winning TV with a diamond. You should be playing crying game for you should be you should be playing crying game for what? For falsies? I told you, in the future, freedom is going to be regarded as the as the problem. We need to stamp out freedom if we're going to protect people, if we're going to keep them safe. Now they are openly telling you, they are openly reporting that people who don't have a genuine vaccination certificate when they try to move about are exercising false freedom. That's not real freedom. Real freedom is doing what we say. Real freedom is submitting to the rules that say that you need a you need a vaccination before you're allowed to do anything or go anywhere. That's real freedom. Real freedom is doing what you're told. False freedom is believing that you don't need to do what you're told and still be allowed to exist. That's the bad freedom. That's false freedom. That's the fake freedom. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. See?
I told you. I told you exactly. This was coming. And look at the timing of all this. Do you think it's a coincidence that this is, you know, with the backdrop of people storming the capital in the United States? Do you think this is at the? Do you think this is with the a coincidence with the backdrop of what's happening with Brexit in the UK and the fucking shit fight that that is right now? I don't know what to tell you, kiddo. You you continue having hope. Because I've lost all mine. Mine's all gone. And you know what? Once you lose all hope, then uh, life becomes uh, an exceedingly more fulfilling experience. It's like the people who have terminal illness. They'll tell you that the last few, once they found out they had terminal illness and they only had a few months to live, they say that those those last few months are the most that they've ever been alive. Because they knew that there was the clock was ticking. They knew that, that, that that's where their time was. They knew that that's where the line was. So once they give up hope, that's when they really enjoyed what they had. So I'm a very happy person. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, false freedom. This idea that people have that they have some kind of freedom without following our incredibly pervasive guidelines and restrictions and laws and sanctions. They have this idea that not doing exactly what we tell them to do is free. They have a mental illness. They're deniers. They're science deniers. They're pathologically inflicted with this disease. And they need to be cured. They need to trust the science. They need to trust their elected officials. They need to trust the process. Trust the count. Trust the result. Trust the media. Trust the experts. Anybody but themselves. Don't trust yourself. If you trust yourself, that's a science deniers, fascist, false freedom idea of what it means to be human. And your behaviour needs to be corrected. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, on that happy note. (laughs) Nobody wanted to call in today. That's all right. We'll try again on Friday. We had calls on Monday. No calls today. That's okay. Maybe people need a little bit of time to breathe. Maybe they just need a little bit of time to vent. I'm not sure. But we'll be back with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, by the way. Thank you to everybody who contributed tonight. Let me open that chest because I did forget. I did forget the other day. So, uh, I'll be back on Friday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow all of our friends at Real Person Peel TCS. Uh, Thursday night, you got the Kimmy Show. The Kimmy Show. Uh, Winning TV, of course, with Victor Von Schroom tomorrow night on Winning TV. JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, uh, Major Tom, Mr. America to be the truth, UK Neil. Uh, Chamani, ladies and gentlemen, of course. I think Chamani's on later tonight as well. Who else? Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times. Uh, Rusty, Iceman4433. And I will be getting together with Rusty, hopefully at some point very soon. I've been a terrible potential guest. I admit that. (laughs) So we'll get in touch with Rusty very soon, I hope. Fingers crossed. 
and to anybody else I may have forgotten. Until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.